0: we want to be a church that is making a difference in the world so lord pour it through us as we give in jesus name everybody said amen Amen. today uh, there's another powerful man of god uh, in the house Uh, dennis uh, mcnally has been a friend of this house for many years he's a prophet Uh, He was saved out of drug addiction and and utter lostness and Jesus during the Jesus movement reached out and grabbed Dennis Saved him and he has been preaching the gospel all over the planet And to have him as part of our house is a gift to us. So let's welcome Dennis McNally. Come on what you do. We pray that he does what he does. Now you do what you do. Yeah,
1: amen. Well, it's good again to preach at my home church. We've been, (laughs) hallelujah, we've been here for my beautiful prophetess wife, April, and I have been here for over a year now. And uh, we, we just got back from Mexico and we ordained a pastor there. And uh, we have a a missions uh, um, station there that we're going to set aside a a church building in probably about three months or so. So I'm going to kind of team up uh, with John and Mark and everyone and see if we can bring a team there just for the weekend and just get your feet wet in Mexico. Amen? Amen. Well, um, this morning it's Father's Day. Actually, last year you had me preach on Father's Day. Yeah, so uh, uh, today I'm preaching on Father's Day again, but I'm going to make it a little bit different. You know, I'm going (laughs) to... Now, who said that? Was that Mark? Was that Mark or did he... Oh, oh, okay. He picked up the same spirit Mark's got. (laughs) (laughs) I rebuked that spirit. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm I'm going to talk about spiritual fathers uh, uh, this morning. and, And then I'm going to show some videos of spiritual sons because we plan on going into Africa in about 10 days with a team. And you're going to be able to see those sons that we're going to visit. So we're going to do that more towards the end of my message. But the Father has bestowed His love upon us. That He should call us, what? The children of God, sons and daughters. I remember I needed healing, you know, and I'm quoting this scripture out of Proverbs, you know, tend to my word, you know, give ear to my sayings. And I was quoting all the health scriptures and this and that, you know, and and I, I, I got it down, right? And the Lord says, well, why don't you go to the first two words? And it said, my son. And the Holy Ghost fell on me. said, I'm your father. You're my son. You you guys, you are sons and daughters of God. Of course, the father's going to take care of you. He takes care of the sparrow. How much more is he going to take care of you? He has bestowed his love upon us that we should be called his children. We've been born into His family. That's an eternal seed. You're not going to get rid of that seed. It's eternal. It's incorruptible. And you belong to Him. No matter how you feel, no matter what you're going through, we all go whoop, whoop, up, down, you know. And, you know, if we pass away today, we go right to the Father. I <laughs> said, huh? So just to let you know how much the Father loves you and has bestowed His love upon us. I'm going to talk about spiritual fathers. Let's turn to um, Romans, um, let me see, 4.16. And we'll see. <clears throat> Therefore the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be in guaranteed to all Abraham's seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also those who have the faith of Abraham. He is what? Father of us all. all. I remember debating somebody. They were going through the, um, you know, they were doing the feasts and they're, they go, yeah, I do feasts. I get closer to the Lord and the feasts are good. Tabernacle, all the Old Testament, the Torah is great, right? I mean, we get examples from there. But, I, but I, looked at, I looked at him and I said, you know, my father isn't Moses. Come on. My father's Abraham. He didn't have the law. He didn't have the Torah. He, had, he heard the voice of God. And he, and, and he called him out. Abram, Abram. He wasn't Abraham yet. He was Abram. Highly exalted father is what Abram means. And then, of course, later on, you know, before he had any children, before he had anything, God says, I-, I think I'll change your name. And says, well, thanks Lord. That's a good idea. What are you going to call me? He says, father of multitudes, nations. And I go, oh, yeah, I see my uh, Sarah's 90 and, and I'm 99. Uh, how, how are you going to do that? How, how does that work, God? But the Bible says what? Abraham believed God puts us in in impossible situations. Impossible. So he can show himself and his glory and his presence. Otherwise, we'll take credit. You know, if if, if I'm really praying, doing a good job, you know, I take credit. But if it's impossible, like Abraham, what credit can you take? Zero. Zero. You can't take any credit. So, so the scripture says, could you put it back up there for a minute? That he's, he is the father of us. Oh, this, uh, not only those who are the, of the law of Israel, but all the nations. He's the, he's the father. He's, he's the spiritual father. Next verse. Next uh, 17, verse 17. It is written, I made you a father of what? Many nations. I believe in these last days, we're going to hear about the nations of the earth. And we're going to hear about it here at the gathering place. We're going to hear it around the world that God owns the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And we have the seed of Abraham, who's the father of not just a few nations, all nations. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world... And then what? And then the end should come. When? All the world. Because our seed that we have is from Abraham. And of course, in Galatians 3, it says that seed is Christ. Abraham's seed is Christ. And he's inherited the nations of the earth. So each one of us our fathers, mothers of the faith. First Corinthians four fifteen. This is uh, Paul speaking about fa- uh, spiritual fathers. Even if you had ten thousand guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. There's there's many here that don't have natural. I think of Mark and Francisco here, and they have, they don't have natural children, but they have, what, spiritual children. Some of them, you know, or somewhere else or whatever, but through, God hasn't forgotten about them. You know, even if they're not in contact with you, you you know, you understand what I mean? God hasn't forgotten. Spiritual children. So when I, when I came to the Lord over 50 years ago in the Jesus movement, we had a move of God. I mean, I haven't seen one like that since here in the States. But yet, it's, uh, uh, yes, 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 go for it, both of you. <laughs> Priest <Peace>, my servant. <laughs> the kingdom of God's not in word, it's in power. It's coming. It doesn't say, you know, over in Matthew 6, it doesn't say, thy church come, thy will be done. The church is here, we're here. The Bible says the kingdom's coming. The kingdom's coming. It's coming. But it's going to come in power. Yeah. But I guess it, there's going to be no nobody taking credit. It's like Abraham going, "Yeah, man, I, you know, I got my juices up and I had another kid." You know, no. <laughs> Did I say that right? Is that? Yeah. Can you say that in church? Okay. <laughs> so, 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 so uh, what, what's, what God wants to do. Is touch the nations of the earth and use you and I to do it. Each one of us are called to be fathers and mothers of the faith. You need to have sons and daughters of the faith. Not just natural sons and daughters. Thank God for natural sons and daughters, but you need to have spiritual sons and daughters of the faith. And God is calling us to preach the gospel at your work, at your school, at the grocery store, wherever we can find our kids. There's kids out there. Amen. Our kids. They belong to God. The earth belongs to God and everybody that dwells in it. So each one's a kid. Well, they're not, they may not be saved, but they're a kid. And you, you being a mother or a father... Let's turn to Acts 1, 6 through 8. This is Jesus right before he left, and they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore what? We, we, We have to be born again, John 3, 3 says, to see the kingdom. We have to be born of water and spirit to enter the kingdom. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And we're going to hear about the kingdom more and more, a, a distinction. Now, now, God only has one vehicle to use, and that's the church, you and I, right? I'm not taking away from the teaching on the church or whatever. I believe in the local church. I believe you're, you know, it's good that you're here and you on, on video It's good that you're watching, but you need to be here and be in person because where two or three are gathered, he's in our midst, not on video. That was a rebuke for everyone out (laughs) there. Okay, verse 6 or 7. He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority. But you shall what? Receive power. This is what we need. Yes, I mean, we need power for healing. We need power for salvation. We need power. Deliverance. And deliverance of demons. We, you know, This is the kingdom.
2: Yeah.
1: This is the kingdom. We herald the kingdom. We preach the kingdom. But it's, it has to come in power. It can't come by manipulation or just words. Or, or I've got a good program. The program's power. That's the program. You shall receive power. Dunamis, it means. Dynamite comes from the word dynamite. Dunamis. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you shall be witnesses right here in Jerusalem. We can call that, you know, our homes (laughs) in Judea, uh, San Diego, Samaria, you know, the United States. And where else? Got Uganda. There you go. Man, you're prophetic, don't you? Uganda. To the ends of the earth. Well, many times we get locked in saying, Well, I can barely, you know, witness to my neighbor and I'm going to go to the ends of the earth. I'm just saying what the scripture says here. That's all. The scripture says you're going to have power to go to the ends of the earth. Now, you're either going to have power to help to pray, to give, to support, or, like I told Josh, him and I had a good conversation the other day on the phone. He, I said, you know, two-thirds of the word God means to go. <laughs> Did you get it? He started laughing. He said, I never heard that before. And I go, yeah, yeah some evangelist made it up in our church years ago, and I never forgot him. <laughs> so, go and make disciples of all nations, right? All nations, baptizing him in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I am with you always. This kingdom is a kingdom that cannot be moved. Hebrews twelve twenty eight. Now. <clears throat> We're going to be going into Africa. I'm going to be taking a team into Africa. And, um, and I have some sons there. I have sons kind of around the world, really. I, you know, um, I've been in ministry for 50 years. I should have some sons and daughters, right? And so I haven't visited these sons for a few years. And um, I'm, going to, I'm going to show a videotape some videotapes of my sons and then I'm going to I'm going to share a little bit about them I'm going to tell stories Jesus told a lot of stories and hopefully these stories will touch your heart and do a work Amen You want to play the first video
3: Hello my friend, this is Deo Mwache and I've been serving the Lord for the last 20 years as a founder and a pastor of Word of Life Community Churches in Uganda. We have planted over 20 churches and I oversee 30 churches. More than 10 years ago, the Lord connected me to Apostle Dennis McNally as his translator. When I met this man, when I started translating it's like he set my life on fire. His prophetic anointing and apostolic anointing are simply amazing. By the grace of God, we've been serving the Lord in this nation to bring transformation for the glory of God. I'm looking forward to partner with godly relationship with an intent to transform nations for the glory of God. I believe God has not given me everything and God has not given you everything. There is something which I need, and there is something which you need. It's our responsibility to connect together, to transform nations for the glory of God. I want to welcome you to Uganda, especially with Apostle Dennis McNally. I'm looking forward to connect up with you. It's amazing what the Lord is going to do. God bless you so much. Again, Apostle Del Mwange, Word of Life Community Churches. All of Uganda. God bless.
1: Um, his story is, he, he lived on the streets in Africa, and he was a, he was a fighter. He, he, he would beat people up and fight and stuff, and he heard the gospel. Some guy preaching the gospel, and he got saved. And then he started preaching the gospel. And then after he started preaching the gospel, he started building things, you know? And he's got a really strong deliverance ministry, very strong. He's had witches show up to his church, and they've all gotten converted. There was three of them. Uh, two of them got converted right away, and the other one got converted afterwards. And, um, and uh, he's, he's a great man of God. These guys are, are doing kingdom work. And and uh, so we're going to be visiting him for for seven days, and then we're going to gather a few hundred pastors together. He he oversees over thirty churches, but he's he's in a he's in a, a area where he can gather gather other leaders and pastors. So we're going to have a conference for a couple of days uh, at at his at his uh, at his church. So I, I, I want to go on the next one.
4: Joseph. Awesome born here in Uganda, Africa. I'm so grateful to my Creator. 30 years ago I accepted Jesus Christ as my sweet Lord and after accepting Him, He called me to be an apostle and I've been moved in the apostolic anointing and in the apostolic ministry for more than 28 years and I've seen God using me to plant different churches in this region, Western Uganda, here in East Africa. And uh, God has been grateful to me and I've moved in apostolic and prophetic ministry. And I'm a father to many ministers in this region. And when I met Pastor Dennis McNeil, 16 years ago, he gave me a prophecy, and I've seen God fulfill that prophecy. He's the one who ordained me as an apostle, and uh, I've seen God using me in a special way. So I'm grateful to be part of uh, Global Voice Ministries, and uh, um, I feel my spirit, which I move to different nations, prophesying and plant ministries in Jesus' name.
1: I met Joseph back, I think, in about 2005, and he hadn't even finished Bible school yet. But he was already starting a church. He was gathering people in a place called Atara, where, where we're going to be going, and he had a tent with a, a dirt floor. And so I, I took a team there, and uh, and we we did a prophetic conference and and the rest. And and th- there's no vehicles, and there's uh, he had at least uh, maybe a hundred pastors or so there. And here's a young guy just starting a church. I go, where do all these people come from? And he said, they, they walk. And I said, they walk? I said, from where? There's, there's no houses around. They walk, someone walked for a couple days just to get to a conference. So what we did was, uh, you know, we, we, we bought a cow and, and we fed them. And, and then we, uh, then we uh, you know, we had a conference. It was just a, good, a wonderful, uh, you know, a, a wonderful time. I said um, to Joseph, because the, the the second time I went to him, he already had a big building, about 800 people in it, and uh, a bunch of leaders, and he had already he, he was already overseeing oh, maybe 70 churches or so, but ones that were birthed from his. I mean, they were just and uh, and uh, it just uh, amazing to see. So, so I said, uh, um, Joseph, you had a vehicle last time. And then I, I know you sold it, but then you got a little moped. I says, where's your vehicle to get around to visit these churches? And he said, well, there was, there's teenage girls in that bush area there that were starving. And uh, I'm sorry. Uh, he had built this kind of shack about as big as this room. And there was triple-decker beds in there for these girls. You know, their parents had died of AIDS. And, and, uh, and he said, uh, Dennis, I, I, couldn't, I, they were, they, I couldn't feed them. I didn't have the money, so I sold my vehicle. And I go, well, you sold your vehicle? And I, I go, you got to visit the churches and stuff. Well, you know, our, our church, some other people helped in that area. But, but what I wanted you to see... the heart of some of these guys you know they, they, they sell everything just for the gospel and this guy if you get around Joseph there I mean you get on fire man the guy's like ADD plus I mean he's just I mean I mean he's just he's wild I mean he's wild I, the first time I went there, he gave me a plaque. He says, you must prophesy to many nations and kings. And, you know, and I still got the plaque on my wall in my, in my office there. You know, he gave me. And then the next time I came, he gave me another plaque, a real a little bit nicer <laughs> plaque and the rest. So, so um, anyway, pray for him because he's going to have four to five hundred leaders coming. And we're going to uh, we need to feed them. You know, it's going to cost uh, for a couple of days. It's going to cost a couple thousand dollars for each place that we're going to, to to feed these people. You know, we had a, we had a ministry, and when I pastored a church, it was called Change of Heart, and because me being the pastor, I was mission minded, and we were going to different nations and stuff. But once a month, we'd have this. We'd uh, back then people collected change, and we had these these little. Uh, uh, containers with change in them, so we, they would pour. We'd have a, 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 a basket, and people would come up and pour the change in. Sometimes they have dollar bills and stuff, and then pretty soon people started writing checks, and you know, and pretty, you know, it, it just took off. So I had to have a full time missions pastor, full time secretary, and an office there just to handle the missions. Over thirty percent of our finances that came in went to missions. It was it was just amazing, I, you know. And um, as far as tithing goes and, um, um, you know, we we had a basket in the back, you know, that people tithe to. And so people would come in new in the church. And I remember one guy came and I says, uh, he says, hey, well, how do I give around here anyway? And I said, see that basket over there? Dance around the basket and throw it in. (laughs) Now, if you can't dance, don't, I don't want your money. I'm serious. I said this to him, and he went, "What kind of pastor is this?" I say, "It's a prophetic kind of pastor, you know." <laughs> so, so I, I saw him after the service, and he waved at me. He, he had his tithe check, and he went like this, <laughs> <laughs> and he went boom, and I go, "Yes, <laughs> yes." <laughs> I remember, I remember asking our secretary. I says, "You know, we never, uh, we don't pass an offering basket." You know, we just didn't. You know, for the whole time after I passed the batons to a, uh, another man, he started passing the offering. But I'm not against passing or whatever. I just felt that we shouldn't. And, and uh, I felt like, hey, if you're a disciple, you're going to tithe and you're going to give offerings, right? If you're a disciple, you're, that's what you're going to do. So I said, well, you know, it's better just to train people to, you know, to pray, to read your Bible, and to how to give. Tithing giving offerings and the rest. So I asked my secretary, I says, you know, you know most churches, you know, they, they don't, you know, big percentage don't tithe. I says, uh, could you look it up and see, you know, what's the percentage that we tithe here? I was thinking, you know, you know, because people came to me and says, well, you know, you're not passing the offering. The kids can't see you're giving. And I says, well, get by the basket and dance, they'll see. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> So I asked her, and it was over ninety percent of the people tithing, without me asking for an offering. Now I did ask for offerings for the missions because it was outside of us. Yeah, you see what you see what I'm saying? Uh, inside, we can take care of ourselves and you know discipleship and the rest. But but anytime we had a missionary or change of heart, once a month was always there. We you know we we put up missionaries that we sent out of our church. And and then people would give checks to the missionaries and checks, you know, it was you know, it worked. That's all I can say. It worked. Discipleship works. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my, I'm looking forward to seeing Joseph. This guy is just wild. I'll come back on fire. Believe me, I'm mean, just being around this guy. I mean, just so we got one more guy that we're gonna visit. His name's Elisha. Before I you put it up, he's about five foot three. And he weighs about a hundred pounds, right? And uh, yeah, he got really close to me because we did a lot of traveling. And we, anyway, I'll, I'll explain that
5: later. Go ahead, and, and this guy's a fireball. Is it I am a pastor, married to Rebecca, and we have six children—three uh, biological. And three, God-given. We lead the community church and I'm also a CEO of Amazelba Ministries. I've been in salvation for 30 years because I came to know the Lord in 1990. When God saved me, he also called me in ministry and my passion is church planting. Within 15 years, we planted the now 64 churches that I do oversee. I met Dennis in... 2000 and five, and ever since then he discipled me, has fathered me, has blessed me, has been my everything so I thank God that he's praying for me and the team I can't wait to see him again I need now, we are starting a mission and church planting school I need your prayer that God may help me to pay for their food, the accommodation the teachers and the hall where they'll be operating from also we want to help each pastor with a cow and that'd be great. So pray with us. Thank you so much for this work of planting churches. Join in this move of planting more churches. And I pray God bless you as we serve together in this part of the world. God bless you.
1: I get teared up because I, I, you know, I've been with these guys in the mission field for years. When I first started going into Uganda... Uh, he was a disciple of the apostle we were working with peter there and and uh, he was known as a prophet, so they named him elisha you know and he's this little skinny guy, you know, and he was young you know i, I don 't know maybe in his early twenties or whatever and so uh, so the, uh, Peter got me hooked up with him and stuff, and so we were having uh, leadership conferences, four or five hundred pastors and leaders at a, at a at a at a college there. And we would do this every year, well, um, the first year we had a bunch of prophetic teams come from our church and and the international group that we were with, so we brought a bunch of bunch of people and we prophesied, but elisha stayed with me i said you 're going to stay with me and not go anywhere and then uh, you know he and, and you 're going to prophesy, and you know when you tell those guys that they do it, you know so <laughs> you know it 's not like why well, do you have one word? No, you just start flowing you know and I, and I and so by the time the conference was done and stuff, and I says, elisha, now what I want is i don't want to bring a bunch of teams in. I want you guys to prophesy i, I you know that's why we 're here to to train you guys, so I want you to have at least four or five teams when I come back next year, so he just did it, so we come back the next year and i had I had some teams and and he had some teams, and I went. And he just did it. He, I mean, he just you know, when I, when I first visited Africa, he said there was a time for the United States, there's a time for Europe, but there's a time now for Africa, and and uh, and these guys just uh, you know they're 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 on fire for the Lord. So anyway, I so I've never visited his church, not yet, because I was I was traveling different places, and he just started his church maybe. I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. So he goes into this region with a couple of people. And he's got the biggest church in the whole region now. Thousands of people. And he plants churches like every two or three weeks. I mean, he's popping them out all the When he says, I'm in a church planting, he means it. I mean, I go on Facebook sometimes. And I say, he's planting another church. I mean, the guy just, you know, amazing man. And, um, and he was talking about getting them a cow. <laughs> Did you hear the cow? <laughs> when, I, when I'd go uh, preach out in the bush, you know, they'd give me bananas when I'd preach. And I'd go, uh, you know, I'd look at the pastors, and i says, do I have to take these bananas? These people are poor. I mean, they don't have anything. You better take those bananas. I said, okay, I'll take a banana. And then I got up to a chicken. And then we got chickens, and I have pictures of me holding chickens. You know? <laughs> This is my tithe or my offerings, you know? And I go, hey, hey, do I, do I have to take these chickens? Yes, you, you better. You offend them. Uh, you see what I'm saying? You offend them. They're poor. Yes, but you better take those chickens. I go, okay. So <laughs> we've, uh, on a Saturday, this is up in Ceroti, it's called, uh, Pastor Julius, he's an apostle there, had like 50 churches in the bush. So they all kind of got together about... Uh, 15 hosted everybody. And we would we would go in a four-wheel drive and you couldn't even see where you're going. He didn't even know where he was going. And all, and all of a sudden, boom, there's a church with people outside with banners, you know, and dirt floor playing these weird instruments. I mean, I've never seen instruments like that. So we'd go in and preach for 15 minutes because we had to be to the next church. So then they'd, they'd give us a chicken. So we got a chicken. And so... <laughs> So I, I had a couple of guys with me. And then uh, Pastor Julius's uh, <laughs> assistant was in the... Poor guy was in the back. He had to go way in the back. There was no seat for him. So all the chickens were thrown back there with him. <laughs> so, so we must have had six or seven chickens back there. I said the poor, But they tied their legs and stuff, you know, and, and threw them back there. So, and Anyway, so when they say cow or whatever, they you know, this is the bush. They, I mean, a cow is a biggie. But I did... I, I want the gathering place to know that I was promoted. I got promoted from a chicken t- to a goat. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. I <laughs> I feel very privileged. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk about the cow in a minute. <laughs> so, so here I go out with Bishop Wilson way out in the in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we're we're I, I, White people haven't been there, you know. And so, so he, they had a school, kind of a broken down school with hundreds of kids. And they had this church with half a roof and a dirt floor and the rest. And so I get out of the... the I walk towards the kids and they all look... And they start running. And I go, I go, what, they never seen, they've never seen a white person. They don't know what to do with you. And so they come up and they look at the hair because most of them don't have hair on their arms. And they rub my hair. And I had an iPad. And so I showed them pictures, and pretty soon they warmed up to me. You know, you know, it was great. But that place there gave me a goat. And so I, I, I talked to Bishop Wilson. Bishop Wilsons went home with the Lord a few years ago. A lot of some of the older people I work with, just a great man of God. And I says, I go, I can't put this goat on a plane. What am I going to do with this goat? <laughs> he says, I'll multiply your goat. When you get back, you'll have many goats. <laughs> and I go, oh, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> so, so, so his assistant, John, had a large church, and he says, Dennis, have you come to my church? I'm going to give you a cow. <laughs> and I go, man, I can't wait to come. But I never made it, no. No. But maybe, maybe I'll get my cow someday. But I, I haven't been promoted that, that high yet. So when he says cow, they, they, they actually mean cow. You know, they get cows. Another uh, pastor who has 250 churches, Fred. I haven't been able to visit him yet, but he's a real close apostle. He, they grow coffee, you know, 250 pastors, and they all grow coffee. They get land, they grow coffee, and supply their own needs. But right at this particular time, because of gas prices and food prices, they're Africa's hurt, man. I mean, it is hurt, really hurt. So, anyway, um, I know John's gonna come and pray for us and and take an offering and stuff. So, just think of these guys, you know. Uh, as a church, that's all. That's all I'm saying. I, you know, I I hate. I don't beg for myself. I don't. You know, want a Rolex watch to run around, you know, that's, you know, but for someone else, for needs, you know, and John and Mark have the same heart for other people, like this guy from Brazil or whatever, you know, of your course, you're going to give out of yourself. So, um, I, I, oh, we have some flyers there uh, so you can pray. And it's called Global Voice Ministries. Um, my wife and I started this ministry about a little over two and a half years ago when we were in Northern California. Because I, we tried to work out of churches and stuff, it just didn't work. And the Lord says, "You start your, you start it." And I, I, reminded the Lord that back then I was like 71. I says, "I'm 71." He says, "Yeah, and Abraham was 75, and Moses was 80, and Caleb was 85. What's the problem?" And I says, so what's the problem? I go, okay, so my wife did all the work. She got the 501C3 and and the rest. And then we got tickets to go to Africa and we had a team to go and then COVID hit. This is before we came here and it stopped us, you know, and and now the airlines are starting to open, you know, and, and Africa's beginning to open. And the rest, so now it's, it's, it seems okay, it's time, you know, to, to begin to go and preach the gospel to all nations. You know, Abraham's seed, we all have it in us. Abraham's seed. Amen. So I, I, I just want to give you an opportunity. We have, um, um, yeah, come on up, John. We, we have a flyer back there. It's called Expanding the Kingdom. It gives you the dates and everything, it shares our ministry. So, um, you know, just pray, you know.
0: Can we thank Dennis? I love that you chose um, spiritual fathering as your Father's Day message because our earthly relationships, am I on? Our earthly relationships are temporary. You know, our relationships with our earthly fathers are good, good, bad, or ugly. They're just, you know, everything in between. But our, 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 our spiritual relationships are eternal. And so Dennis and, and April are spending their lives raising spiritual sons and daughters all over the planet. And when we pioneered this church years ago, because every church is starting over after COVID. I mean, everybody's got about a 40% return and everybody is redefining who we are what our mission is why are we here and we're setting the trajectory of the church world for the next generation i'm excited and so we are we are doing that's why i just got it we got done with the series we looked at the four things the early church did that made them so powerful their reputation was these people turning the world upside down and that's what we're doing is turning the world upside down and what i love about this church from the very beginning is Uh, like one person said our roots are in the house which means it's local church but our branches go outside the house we're reaching the world from this church we are still we never have stopped reaching the world we support missionaries on every continent of the planet and we never stopped even during covid we are we are making sure that we are giving out so dennis in april uh he's come in over the years once a year as he goes down to Mexico, they have an orphanage down there. It's the headquarters. And uh, he would come through and he would prophesy. And his prophecies are so accurate. It's amazing. And um, then on his way back through, he would come to our church here and he prophesied. prophesy. Well, he and April just moved down here last year and they're now in our church. And so I wanted him to share his ministry with us. So you can know who they are and what they're doing around the world. And now I want us to invest in them. And so I'm going to ask you point blank, how much is it going to cost? I'll ask April because she'll know. How much is your guys, for you guys, how much is it going to cost, you know, airfare, all that to go and to come back? Not, not, not how much uh, would he, you guys like to have to be a blessing while you're there. What are your guys' needs? Can you just like give me a figure?
6: $20,000.
0: $20,000. All right. Just to go and come back.
6: Airfare, round trip, food for the conferences, for the people that are... You know walking to
0: the meeting yeah so what? you're talking about twenty thousand because you guys like when i go when i go down next week and i'm going down i've never received an offering in 25 years going down to oaxaca because they're going down into a very poor region and um they uh you know we don't go down there for the money and yeah and and we've actually we go down and we actually give and we bless it's just different when you're going to the poor regions of the world So when these guys go, they're going out of their own pocket and they're not receiving offerings. Well, of course, uh, chickens,
1: (laughs) any chickens in the house? I never,
0: I never got a chicken. Uh, I'm jealous now with me. I'm just, I get, I get amazing tortillas and and enchiladas and, and, uh, fish head soup. Uh, but I've never gotten a chicken. (laughs) Though there is a guy down there called the Chicken Man. He is the number one chicken uh, distributor throughout uh, Southern Mexico. And he's part of the church. So I go to the Chicken Man's house. That's what I call him. And I eat his chickens, but they never gave me one. So anyway, uh, I want us to give to Dennis and April's ministry this morning. And so you can make it out at the Gathering Place Church, GPC. And so uh, it'll go through our administration. But every penny you give is going to go to them. There'll be like... That's just the way it is. So, um, so, uh, and then we're going to pray over these guys. And then I'm going to ask you guys to pray over me as I go down to Mexico next weekend. And Philip and Renee will be in the house. Isn't it great being part of a church that is, has a global mission? Isn't that good? Yes. Absolutely. So, who's going to be left? Josh (laughs) all right we got to organize this better we all we want to we want to reach the ends of the earth so so much we just all leave and it's like well who's who's taking care of the house while we're all out there trying to make a difference on the okay so you and Shelly are going to Texas because you serve some churches in Texas so you're going to go there and do a prophetic conference and Uh-huh. For another three or four days, doing a lot of teaching and counseling, um, healing churches, healing centers, leadership. leadership training. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of Mark and Shelley um, have a strong prophetic ministry, but also, especially after COVID, 25% of pastors are quitting or have quit. Churches are suffering, uh, people are disillusioned. Uh, leaders are just really in bad shape. And so Mark and Shelley are doing a lot of healing ministry. Can we can we thank God for that? Isn't that wonderful? So so they're going to Texas to take care of a couple churches there and some pastors that need some support. Dennis is going to Africa. I'm going to Mexico. And Josh is going to be here.
2: I'm in here in San Diego.
0: All right. So you're going to, you're going to be taking care of San Diego. All right. So... Uh, so let's 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 uh. Why don't you go ahead and just prepare your offering for Dennis in April. Make it out to GPC. You could text the give eight four, Yes, Miss Brenda. Okay. So, Miss Brenda is our bookkeeper. That's how we know that every penny is righteous because she will make sure. She will make sure um and so if you give eight on texting you go you give eight four three two one and then you choose special special offerings right special gifts and offerings so there's going to be a little tab that opens up and you get to choose special gifts and offerings. if you give online gatheringplacechurch.org and go to the give button and you can uh, also there'll be a, a menu you can choose special gifts offering and miss brenda will know that that will all go to dennis and april You could write a check right now and put it in the box in the back and in the memo put uh, global voice. That's good. Uh, But make it out to GPC and uh, or you can send a check to our PO box, which is on our website. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much that Dennis and April are still in the game. They have not thrown in the towel. Even after the planet shut down for two years, they are ready to go. So, Lord, we bless them and bless every person that's here online that is giving into this ministry to help these pastors and these hundreds of churches all over Africa to hear the gospel, to experience the power of God, to be saved, healed, and delivered and set free, Lord. Receive this offering, Lord, as a sweet smell from this place to heaven. Dennis and April, come on up and let's pray over you. Mark, you want to come on up? Let's, Let's pray and prophesy over these guys. Jesus. Is his mic on? Wait, wait. Is his mic on? You got to push your button on there. There you go.
7: All right. There we, go. we all know that verse that says the latter days will be greater than the former days. But... Uh, This is true. It's true for you guys. The best is yet to come. The most fruitful is yet to come. Yes, Lord. And what you're going to download through these guys is an impartation of understanding, but it's also an impartation for the ministry that you've moved in, prophetic ministry particularly. So we stir up that gifting right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We stir up this prophetic gifting revelation both in dennis and in april april there's going to be a a a new level of Mm. of effect and accuracy in the words that you give the lord says don't be afraid to speak very specifically we have a tendency to detune our prophetic words in case we're wrong And then we found out afterwards we should have said exactly what was on our heart because that was exactly what happened. So the Lord says, I want you to take risks on this trip. I want you to hang it out there. Don't be afraid. Even if it's a great thing or a wild thing or apparently impossible thing that I'm giving you, give it anyway. Take the risks. Thank you, Lord. You're also going to see some physical healings, April. You're going to pray for... Believe you're going to pray for a blind person. See them healed. Be amazing. I got the same thing, Mark. Just amazing. So take risks. Hang it out there. Dennis, you always take risks. You're dangerous. (laughs) She's the wisdom. You're the foolishness of this world that confounds many. Lord, thank you for Dennis's genuine heart, he is the true heart of a missionary now you're going you're to take a step up in your spiritual authority with these guys this will not be the last trip this will this be the first of several over the next number of years and you will have a legacy you'll have a legacy of powerful powerful prophetic ministry which you're going to download to these guys and they're going to download it to others it's going to be part of the redemption of their country for Jesus. Mm. So let it be so, Lord, we pray a particular healing anointing upon Dennis' body Mm. that you will restore him completely, that you will restore his youth and his energy, that he's going to find himself having more energy than he's ever had before. Mm -hmm.
0: April will have trouble keeping up with him. (laughs) Amen. All right, so now this prophet now gets to prophesy over this prophet. All right, there you go. Get This will be fun.
1: <laughs> All right, here we go. Now you're going to Texas with who? going Tomorrow, with who? Uh, Shelly. Oh, you and Shelly. Shelly and I are going and visiting a, a
7: church in Brenham first with their leadership, spending a few days with them, and then going over to Conroe and doing a lot of counseling one-on-one, and uh, a lot of men's meetings, women's meetings, and uh, church meetings. Going to do a prophetic conference on Sunday, and. Um, they're really looking forward to it. We're really looking forward to it. Awesome.
1: Good. So, good.
0: Mark tried to retire. Yeah, yeah I wanted to. Yeah, so sort did of I. And God. didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. And God, God refired him instead of retired him. Here we go.
6: Um, so I just got that God loves to operate through you. You're just such a joy to operate when he operates through you he has such joy and it's just as fun for him as it is for you and i just see you even laughing in the airplane because of divine connections like your last trip and Mm -hmm. and just fun in the meetings and fun in your counseling helping people laugh at their problems laugh at what the enemy has tried to destroy and you and Shell are just going to turn those situations around and you're going to heal heal wounds in couples, heal things in churches mm. and with pastoral staff. And it's just, you're going to come home and you're just, I, I, it's almost like your sides are going to be sore from just the laughing and the joy of, of this trip.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Um, I'm, since, uh, Shelly, I know you're watching, that you're going to be energized on this trip, God's going to do a supernatural work in you, and you're going to be energized with great strength. It's not going to come from you; it's going to come uh, from from the Lord. Uh, I got something else. I forgot it already. Oh, there's going to be divine appointments with leaders. It's it's like. Um, uh, I, I had a picture of me uh, traveling and all of a sudden there was a divine appointment that I didn't make up myself and it shifted a whole network of churches. And, and uh, uh, you're going to have that kind of uh, divine appointment. It's going to shift um, a whole network uh, of churches because of the counsel that you're going to give because it's not going to come from man. It's going to be prophetic counsel. And and from both of you, there's going to be a balance. It's going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But God's going to give you a prophetic word for some really strong leaders that need it at this time. And it's going to be a divine appointment for them. And you're going to be amazed. You're going to go, wow. I I, No, I didn't think of that. It came from the Lord. And that's happened with you before. But I, I think it's going to be stronger this time. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Now
0: now that's I get yeah, all that's... the prophets prophesying over me. <laughs> all right. Okay, come on. All right, here we go. Hallelujah. These pastors need encouragement down in Mexico, so. Mm.
7: John, you've uh, grown in your vulnerability as you, as you share your own struggles. You've really grown in that and had courage for that. And I believe the Lord says you're going to do that with these leaders in Mexico mm. because they're facing... Mexico also is suffering economically in many, many ways. And there, there are a whole number of pastors that are going to come to your conference in fear. They're hiding it, but they're coming in a state of fear and anxiety. And they haven't confessed it to anyone because they're ashamed. And they feel it's a great weakness. But you're going to share some of your struggles and what you've been going through. And when they see that vulnerability in you, it's going to open it in them. There's going to be opportunity for tremendous healing Mm. that's going to come through that. So don't be surprised if uh, in particular meetings it goes sideways. Like you find yourself speaking personally about things that you didn't plan on speaking, but it was God. And Mm -hmm. you're going to see it open their hearts and their minds to receive There's going to be a real, it's going to be a healing time more than anything else. Healing from fear and anxiety for a lot of these leaders. Mm -hmm. Let it be so, Lord. Give him the exact words Mm -hmm. and illustrations and sharing from his own life that's going to open their hearts and their minds to receive what they need from you.
6: Um, I, I feel like this is going to be a time of a father and son bonding that, mm. uh, Pastor John, you're going to show Sam the ropes. You're going to show him just little insights on leadership and conference, you know, hold, just holding a conference like this. He's just going to pick up so many little tidbits um, from you. and. Sam, I just, I, I'm really excited, and I i told you this before, I'm just really excited for just how the Lord is going to use you in a totally different way than He is using your dad, and it's going to be fun, He's going to give you, you know, little tidbits for people, so i I'm, we have been praying for you, we're going to continue to pray for this trip, and you know, just can't wait to hear about the fun things that you're going to see while you're down there.
1: I I, I, I see, John, you're John the Beloved. You know, you, and I see your mantle going far and wide, further than you think it would go. Sometimes your your perspective is too small, the Lord says. And this trip's going to widen your perspective. Not that you don't already have a wide perspective, but it's going to be a wider as far as shepherding goes. You're, you're a shepherd among shepherds. You're not just a leader. The, the things that you've gone through, the tribulation, the trials, and the rest, and you just keep popping up. You keep landing on your feet. No matter what the enemy does, it's like a cat. You turn him upside down and boom, he lands on his feet. No matter what the enemy has done to you, John, you keep landing on your feet. And people are amazed going, how is he able to do that? It's the Holy Spirit strengthening him and causing him to land on his feet. Well, uh, there's a a, a standing that you're going to have for these pastors. There's even prophetic prayers that you're going to have for these pastors that are going to push them forward into the purpose of God. Your mantle's going to grow, it's going to continue to grow. And it's not just an apostolic, prophetic type of thing, it's a shepherding. These men need shepherding, uh, they need pastoral care. And you have that in your heart, it's in your DNA. But it's, uh, it's larger than just the gathering place. It's, it's going to extend to the nations. And what God wants to do in these last days, I believe God's going to do here. We believe we came here because we believe God's going to expand the kingdom. And he's going to do it through you, John. John the Beloved. Mm. And you're going to see it. This, you're you're going to come back with great testimonies and uh, even a greater understanding of the kingdom of God. Hmm. Thank you, Lord.
0: Lord Amen. God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All for Jesus. All right. Well, we went a little bit over, but I think that was, that was worth it. So we're going to... Uh, in with worship which we love to do the children can come in and in with worship if they want and then uh francisco oversees the prayer teams here and so for those of us you don't know our rhythm after we sing one last song then the prayer teams will be up front here and if you need, need healing in your body prayer for a friend or whatever it may be come up these guys will prophesy over you uh and um you have a little power encounter up here. But let's all stand and let's worship on our way out. Thanks for coming today. Thank you online for being here. We love you and Jesus loves you. Woo!
2: You came and said the captives free. Good. I